every business is two business. There's the the actual product or service you're, you're delivering, and then there's the the sales or marketing of that product service. If either one of them fuck up, you're gonna fail. Yo, what up, what up? It's your man Brandon Carter, and you are listening to the Victory Talk podcast this is the podcast where we show you how to build your money muscle and mindset i give you the lessons that i learned over my career building several multi seven figure businesses and every once in a while i bring in my successful multi-millionaire friends to teach you their lessons as well no matter what podcast platform you're tuning into make sure you follow us there because we are dropping new content every day that's going to help you succeed now let's get into today's episode we're going to do a tier list today. The top 50 business books of all time. My list was the 50 that I had read and I'm going to rank them. So I got I got the books. The top is life changing. Life changing. Change the game for you, right? Then we have a must read. You should, you should definitely read that. The other ones, hey, that's a good book. It's a good book. Not bad. Some of them is, uh, you know, okay. It's fine. And the other ones are just straight, straight trash. <laughs> I think they were trash. How to win friends and influence people. Got to put that up there. This book should be required reading for children in high school, right? I think the world would be a way different place if everybody read this book and was applying the knowledge. If you were to read one book for your whole life, it's going to be how to win friends and influence people. Because no matter what, you're trying to accomplish in the business world or just in life in general, right? You're going to need other people. You're going to need the cooperation of them, right? You're going to need allies. There's no better book on learning how to deal with people effectively than how to win friends and influence people. The links to all the books are in the description now if you want to check them out, okay? Willpower. This is a must read. I'm going to put that in must read. So willpower. This book, it kind of explains the science and the biology behind basically having discipline. And, you know, discipline means doing what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it, whether you feel like it or not. And if you want to know how to apply that, how to how to you can attain that skill set from a scientific standpoint. Right. Willpower is the book you need to read because anybody can just tell you, hey, just do it. Just do it. Right. OK. Yeah, bro. But how, though? <laughs> right. This book will help you with that. If anyone who struggles with discipline or willpower, uh, I think that book is, is in, in the must read. Good to Great by Jim Collins. I read it, too. And I just thought it was OK. This is me, though. Right. You may read this book and it may resonate with you. It may fill some gaps in knowledge that you don't have or you just may see it from a different perspective. I'm, I could just be fucking wrong. Right. It's on goddamn every list of top business books. And I just think, fine, it's all right. <laughs> Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Some people will put this in, a, in the life changing. It didn't have, I thought it was, I'll put, I'm going to put it in must read. One of the great things about Thinking Grow Rich is the story behind it. So Napoleon Hill was working for Andrew Carnegie. And Andrew Carnegie was the richest man in the world at the time, I believe. He was the owner of U.S. Steel in Pittsburgh. He hired Napoleon Hill to go interview the most successful men around the world and then figure out how they became successful and then make a manual. And that manual is thinking real rich. People are saying, put the Bible on there. All right. There's no fiction on this list. These are all nonfiction books. Unless, of course, unless, of course, 
you're telling me that Jonah actually did live in a whale. I'm open to being wrong about that. If he lived in a whale's mouth for several days, I'm open to being wrong about that. But, you know, it seems seems a bit far-fetched for me. Not to say, I'm not saying it's not a good book. It's just some of those seems like tall tales. That's why I didn't include it. But if I put the Bible on this list, well, then, you know, I can't put my man Peter Thiel on this list. Cause he's a homosexual, which I think that I think is okay, but the Bible <laughs> kind of spe- spoke against it, right? So uh, Peter Till, zero to one. I think it was a good book. Does get on Peter Till? He's one of the the founders of PayPal. He was there with uh, Elon Musk, and then he went on and he did a bunch of other dope shit. One of the coolest things he did, he had beef with Gawker, the media company, and they were like a big media company at the time, and they outed him for being a homosexual. He thought that was private. And he ain't like that shit. So Gawker was, they did something to Hulk Hogan. I don't remember exactly what happened. They did something. They published like a sex tape. They, they really fucked up Hulk, Hulk Hogan's life. Peter Till paid for all of Hulk Hogan's legal fees and bankrupted that company. I thought that was some gangster shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So shout out. Shout out to Peter Till. It's a good book. The reason it's not higher than that is because I don't really remember any takeaways. It was years ago and it just didn't stick with me. Same goes with. Simon Sinek's Starwood Why. It was a good book. It just didn't, I don't even fucking remember like what he was talking. I mean, I understand the premise, but it's not worth talking. It's fine, guys. It's fine. I'm telling you, I, I think it's a little overrated. It's a good book. It's not trash. You know what? Fuck that. Simon, you got to go here. <laughs> and Peter's book should probably go here, but I fuck with Peter's heavy paws. I got, I'm going to go ahead and put him in a good book. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I'm going to go and put this in trash. Now, I'm going to put an asterisk. I read that when I was like 17, 18, freshman in college. So maybe my young adolescent mind wasn't mature enough to grasp the concepts because it ends up on every fucking book list of the top business books. But I ain't fuck with it like that. All right, now we got to go to The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. I struggle with where to put this because this definitely changed my life. I'm not, I'm, that's, it's just there now for a placeholder. I'm not sure because y'all know my story. I was working like four or five jobs after my dad shot himself in the head and I'm over here trying to figure out how to get some money. And I read this book and I was like, okay, maybe I should take my business online. Maybe I should train people online instead of in person. Cause then I am not trading time for money. Cause as a trainer, you, you, you get paid by the hour, right? Literally they pay you for the hour. Um, kind of like a prostitute. I've heard. And I didn't want to prostitute myself anymore. Right. So I thought, (laughs) so I thought, okay, maybe I can do this online. And I got the idea from this book. Now, a lot of the tactics and strategies that are outlined here are way outdated. The business strategies are so outdated that I don't even feel comfortable recommending you read it. Now, the stuff that's in here, the tactics aren't viable now. There's better tactics now, but the principles are really solid. I don't know. It was life-changing for me. Another one, life-changing for me, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. He said a few things in here that really impacted me. One of the main things that I took from this was that rich people buy assets and use the cash flow from the assets to fund their lifestyle. Well, you see it, most guys, diamonds on their wrist like me all the time, covered in Gucci, Louis Vuitton. Practically every time you see me, most guys are, are doing that with the money they make from their job or maybe even from their work or business. But what I do is I buy assets and then use the money from the assets to fund all this, all this balling. Atomic Habits. 
this is a book about building habits, as it sounds, and the science behind it and the best way to accomplish that. I'm going to put it in must read. Must read like you definitely should read it. It didn't change my life, but it might change yours because I already had a lot of good habits. I was already, I don't know, think of all the shit you want to do in your life. You probably want to make a bunch of money, get in great shape. Uh, I've been doing that shit, right? So when I read it, I've been doing that shit for 10, 20 years, right? When I read it, it didn't hit me as hard, but it, it was good. So it, it, honestly, I think for you, it might be life changing. But for me, I just thought, oh, yeah, that's a good book. I do have some habits that I want to change or incorporate. Man, once you get to a certain level of perfection, it's like, damn, you know, the books have to be crazy for it to be life changing. Like this one, Deep Work by Cal Newport. This one goes into life changing. We talked about this before in my book of the week segment. The main thing that I got from Deep Work is just how to work on projects and get more done in less time. And the most importantly, how to improve the quality of that work. Right. So now you're getting more work done, better work done, and you're doing it in less time. Deep work is the way to do it. It's like a superpower if you can like master this. And the thing is, people's attention rates are going down, 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 down. Right. That's going to put you at a strategic advantage if you can learn to focus on things for a significant amount of time and put in that what, what Cal calls deep work. It's going to put you way ahead of the competition and far, far above the average person. Built to Last, another Jim Collins book. Listen, man, I'm sure it's okay. <laughs> it just didn't hit me like that. I'm beyond, I'm not a Jim Collins fan. It might be me. It's fine. I'm, sh I'm sure it's, I don't know, it's on all the lists, right? So I might be wrong. People seem to enjoy it way more than me. But then we have, ooh, now we have Influence by Robert Cialdini. Mr. Cialdini wrote that book. And I read that book or listen to the audio at least once a month. And I've been doing that for years. Now, one of the things that disappointed me about the audio book is when I hear a name like Cialdini, I expected him to be talking like this, huh? Huh? <laughs> I, I wasn't getting that. But however, it was still a really, man, this book is so powerful. If you're in sales, marketing, or if you have to persuade people in any way, make sure you read that book and read it off. And the link's in the description right now, all the links to all the books in the descriptions. But that one, man, that one is special, bro. Blue Ocean Strategy. I mean, listen, I'm gonna say it's trash, but here's why. Not because the concepts are bad. The concepts of the difference between blue oceans, red oceans, and how to do it is good. It just didn't have to be a whole book. This shit could have been a blog post, but then you can't sell a blog post, right? So they got to stretch it out with stories. You'll see a lot of books that, that make good points, but the books are too long. They like stretch it out and they don't get a higher ranking for that. This shit should have been a blog post or a pamphlet, but instead it's a thick ass book. And, you know, the message they're trying to convey is really good and powerful. It's just long winded. Speaking of long winded, Michael Gladwell, <laughs> Outliers. Same shit. His books are way longer than they need to be. He writes boring. I'm not a, I'm, I'm a, I am a fan of his work for the concepts, but God damn it, man. Books are long as fuck for no reason. You want to read Malcolm Gladwell's work, just buy a summary or some shit. Read the back of it. <laughs> right? Like they don't have to be that long, but he makes good points. That's why, that's the only reason it's in trash. Profit first. Mm. It's here or here. I'm going to put it in must read. 
You know, the, the first year I made a million dollars in business, I looked at my personal bank account and my, the personal wealth that I accumulated. And I was like, the fuck all the money go. <laughs> and I was talking to another entrepreneur who was doing like $10 million a year. He said I needed to read that book. He said, like, Brandon, where you're at right now, this is what you this is what you need. It definitely did change my life, the way I, I handle accounting and handle finances. Cause I made a lot of mistakes before reading that book that I don't know. I don't know. Mm, Okay. I'm gonna put it here. 21 immutable laws of marketing. This shit goes super hard. These are just marketing rules, laws that you have to obey. And sometimes I see people breaking the rules, breaking the fucking marketing rules. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going, that's not going to work out for you. (laughs) <laughs> in your business. And I see it all the time. You know, uh, I read this book when I was 18 and I see people breaking the rules and wondering why they're struggling. Every time I see it, it makes that book more powerful. If you are a marketer, if you are an entrepreneur, business person, uh, 21 Immutable Laws of Marketing go super hard. Getting Things Done by David Allen, trash, garbage. Not, not that the system is trash, it's very effective for a lot of people, his pr- productivity and organization style, but it did not resonate with me at all. He talks about getting your inbox down to zero, and that's you'll be more productive. 188,000 unread emails. <laughs> but if you listen to David, he'll want you to get your inbox down to zero. Like, do something with every email. And I just don't think it's necessary. I just don't think it's necessary. And I said, fuck that, and still made a shitload of money, right? None of the books on this list are trash, trash. But the ones in the trash columns are trash to me. The one thing. So this book, hmm, fuck, where does it go? We're going to put it up here. We're going to put it in Life Changing. The, the, the one thing, most people... When they have goals, what they, what they do is, hey, man, I'm going to do this. I got, I got this goal. I got this goal. I got this goal. I'm trying to do this, right? And they have, it might be even more than that. Some, some of y'all are doing that now. You got like 18 goals, 18 things you're working on. You ever see a motherfucker with eight businesses, neither one of them is making over a million dollars yet? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is he doing? What you should have did, you just had one major goal, boom. With the same amount of effort, you go farther. With this, you go nowhere fast. And that's kind of the summary statement of the book. However, it, he does a really good job articulating it, giving examples. The E-Myth, this is a good book. This is, this is, this is a must read if you're an entrepreneur. The E-Myth is basically, you know, a lot of people, when they start their entrepreneurial journeys, they really give themselves a job. They, they don't necessarily start a business as much as they give themselves a job, right? Well, what I mean by that, like if you're a barber, yeah, you could say you got your own business, but it's kind of a, it's kind of a job, you know, like, and a lot of people run their businesses like that. So what you want to do, you have your business and let's say you, you, you starting your business and initially you're going to have to do all these different jobs within the business. Like you, you're wearing every hat, you're a solopreneur. A lot of you are now, or this is where almost all of us start, right? This is where almost all of us start. What you want to do is get to the point where you're basically hiring people to fulfill different parts of the job. 
you've hired somebody to do this part. You hire someone to do this part. You hire someone, to, you know, and then next thing you know, you're left with very little or, or maybe just a few things, right? But now these people can do these things full time instead of you doing it half the time or part time. And that's how your business grows. That's how your business grows, right? Because if you're doing all these things alone, it's only 24 hours in a day, right? But if this guy's spending 24 hours doing this one thing, then he can do way more than one thing. That, that all makes sense to you, right? How do you do that? How do you actually accomplish it? That's what the E myth's about. Basically, he, he breaks down every job you do in your business, you need to make a, a standard operating procedure for that job, right? And then you'll be able to give it to someone and now they can do it. Leaders eat last. Good book. And you're going to notice this, man. Like, let's say you're back here. This is you. Each one of these people, no matter what, no matter what's happening in your business, all these people got to get paid, right? But what if there's not enough money to pay you? What do you do? Well, if you're a bad leader, you pay yourself first and pay them the scraps. Nah, that's not what, that's not how it works. You pay them first and, and then perhaps you can get what's left. Everybody gets paid first. You got to pay all your employees and then you get paid off what? The profits as an entrepreneur. Leaders eat last. Really good book. Really good book. I don't know, man. Maybe it's a must read. The more I talk, the more I talk that shit, maybe it's must read. 10X Rule by Grant Cardone, Uncle G. I'm going to put that in life changing. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put that in life changing. A lot of people talk shit about Grant. A lot of people don't like him for various reasons. I remember when this book came out and I was still making my way, you know, still trying to figure out my way. And I had a business full-time entrepreneur, but I was just trying to get to that next level. Like getting, getting out of, you know, getting to a million the first time is fucking hard, bro. I'm gonna be honest. It's, it takes literally everything. Less than 5% of businesses make a million dollars. And getting to there is it's definitely true. The first million is the hardest. I don't know. 100 million is probably pretty hard too. All right, guys. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far and you're getting lots of value from it. On the Victory Talk podcast, our goal is to help you guys make money, build muscle, and improve your mindset with brand new episodes every day. And we're not trying to sell you a bunch of stuff. There's no sponsors like these other guys. They're trying to sell underwear on their podcast, some fucking bullshit that someone paid them to do. I ain't doing none of that. So if you found value in this at all, man, please write a review because it's really going to help us put out more content, help more people make more money, build their muscle and improve their mindset. Now enjoy the rest of the show. I'll let you know in a few years. Right. But uh, that first million, it takes so much out of you. And I don't think I ever said this publicly, man. I would wake up listening to fucking the 10X rule and I would play this shit loud in the fucking shower. And my girl at the time would be like, what are you doing? Like, as soon as you wake up, you got this white man yelling at you. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now go 10X me some breakfast. <laughs> but yo it just really it really pushed me man sometimes i just needed that energy like he read the audiobook first thing i do is have a 60 year old white man scream at me <laughs> that's how i started my day for years <laughs> shout out to grant hooked this is a book on creating products and services and advertisements that get people kind of hooked on right get, get people hooked on it or right? they really want it you know 
it's a good book. I, I don't have a whole bunch of shit. Obviously, it didn't impact me like some of these other books where I'm talking about it. The Four Disciplines of Execution. Stephen Covey, again, trash, again. Like, his book, his work does not resonate with me at all. I don't like it. The 80-20 Principle, Richard Koch. The principle is good. And, you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's one of these books that's just way longer than it needs to be. It's trying to do too much. The book ain't had to be that long. Dotcom Secrets by Russell Brunson. I want to put it here, but it's dated. Like, I don't think the stuff in here. Okay, fuck, I'm going to put it here. I'm not telling you to read it, though, right? You can if you want. I'm sure you'll learn a lot. But it's very tactical, and tactics change, right? And a lot of these tactics aren't viable now. I'm just being honest with you. Or not. maybe they're not, not viable to the same degree. But when that book came out, anybody who knows me is I kept that shit on me. I kept that shit on me at all times. It was always in my book bag. And, you know, I was I was building all these. I got I got the ClickFunnels Award. You know, I got I got several of them, you know, right? But the <laughs> that time I was carrying this in my bag, that was the, the year I got the ClickFunnels Award for a million dollars. Yo, Nima, they about to send us the $10 million one. You know that, right? When is it uh, getting here? Yeah, I'm saying they hella slow with that shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it, it could be any time we right? gotta have a proper like uh, segment for that yeah right? you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying we, we definitely will. this book is really fucking good it's life-changing for me i don't know that it will be for you especially you like eight years late on some of this shit getting past no negotiation book i'm just gonna put it in trash it's not very good i ain't like it that much <laughs> managing oneself by peter drucker i first heard about this book because my my boy ty lopez said that that was his favorite book right and i read it and i thought it's good <laughs> it didn't impact me the way it impacted ty i fuck with peter drucker really heavy pause but that one was just like yeah it's fine it's cool it's it's, it's, it's fine you know but um ty lopez really likes it a lot it's one of his favorite books you know how to get rich by felix dennis it's a good book you know what i'm gonna put it in most read because he's saying some shit in here that's like the real shit he didn't sugarcoat anything about how difficult it is to be an entrepreneur and what it takes and the kind of sacrifices you had to make to accomplish the staggering success that he has, right? This was written by a guy who did it years after he did it. He wasn't really trying to sell a book. You can tell by the writing, like, he didn't, he didn't give a fuck what happened, right? <laughs> you know, because a lot of times when people write books, I can tell they wrote this book in hopes that it would sell. Like, you can hear it. I can hear that sometimes. But I, I can also hear... When they don't give a fuck. <laughs> and Felix don't give a fuck. The beauty of him not caring is he was able to really give you the, the real shit. You know, he didn't sugarcoat anything or say anything that was nice. Uh, uh, that's a must read, entrepreneurs. Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Chris Voss is a former FBI hostage negotiator. And this is a life-changing negotiation book. There's no, be there's no better book on negotiating. If you had to read one book on negotiating, it's that one. Robert Greene. 38 Laws of Power. I'm going to put it here. Must read. But, you know, because it didn't change my life. It just gave me a lot of rules to follow. I have an interview with Robert on my channel from years and years ago, man. That's, that's the homie, man. Big Robert. It's a solid book. This is not a book you read. Here's what I did. Yeah, I read it. But then I made flashcards of every law and memorized them. This shit got to be in you, not on you. Obstacle in the way is for sure a must read. Right in there. It's like it changed my life, but it's also... Mm, yeah, I, I, I'm going to put it in both. This book is basically about how 
when you face adversity, when you when you face challenges, how you can actually use those to your advantage is very steeped in stoic philosophy. It was powerful the first time I read it. It's powerful for every time I read it. But this is the book I, I break out when I'm undergoing a challenge. <laughs> Yo, I'll be breaking this shit out, bro. And I got like the spots where I where I need to go. Like this is. I got another copy of it here that's written in more than this. Anyway, we the next book on the list is also by uh Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday is my favorite author, all right? And this ego is an enemy. So the obstacle is the way was Ryan's first book that really, oh man, this this guy's good. And typically when someone writes a book of that caliber, the following books are significantly worse and they keep getting worse and worse. Kind of like they blew their load on the first one. Not Ryan Holiday. <laughs> he fucked around and got better. Like he fucked around and made a better book. You never see that shit. I, I didn't think he could do better than Obstacles the way. Then he came with Ego as the Enemy. And no, man, it's, I don't even want to tell you what it's about. And like, like, just go read it. Just trust me on that. Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. All the coolest guys are, bra- are bald. Everyone knows that. I'm just putting it in a good book. I like David Goggins more when I hear him on podcasts or on his social media or on other YouTube videos. I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. When I read the book, I kept thinking, yo, yo, but why is you doing this, though? Like, yeah, sure, it's badass. <laughs> it's really difficult. But like, yo, why are you doing that? He was supposed to watch a marathon. He hadn't really trained for it and his legs were already fucked up. He was just going to watch it. I think one of his homies were. He heard the gun. And he just started running. Fuck it. I'm doing this. And then he was like pissing blood and shit. I'm like, yeah, you... You didn't have to do that, bro. I like his attitude and I like the stuff he says and his message. It just went, I just couldn't get past that when I was reading the book. Like, yo, like, why are you doing that? <laughs> Purple Cow by Seth Godin. I'm going to put this in must read. You might not have, not have heard of this book. It's a marketing book. Seth's a, a marketer and he's a marketing teacher and successful entrepreneur. The reason he called it Purple Cow, basically, here's the thesis, right? If you were driving in, in Wisconsin or some shit where they had mad cows, and you saw a bunch of bunch of cows. You they would start to all look the same. Maybe the first, very first cow you saw, like, oh shit, it's a cow. I never seen one of those in real life. And but then after a while, it's like, okay, it's a bunch of fucking cows. I get it. But what if you saw a purple cow? You might get the fuck out your car and take pictures, right? It's an analogy. But he said that the reason most businesses fail because they're too fucking regular. Everything about them, what they do is too regular. Marketing is too regular. The way they interact with their customers is too regular and you kind of just get lost. It's nothing noteworthy. And this book is about how to build noteworthy products, marketing, and customer experience. Another one, This Is Marketing by Seth Goen, must read. It's really just about, you know, making your marketing special, man. You know, uh, it's above the regular shit you're going to learn in university. I have a marketing degree. He takes it, he looks at marketing from a whole different perspective. And I really resonated with this. It's hard to, it's actually hard to articulate this book in words, but I'm just, just trust me. It's a must read if you're a marketer. Story Brand by um, some motherfuckers whose name I can't remember. Uh, It's a good book. Here's the thesis of this book. Most people or most business people, especially new ones, they always talk about how good their product is, how good their service is, and they make their business the star. But you got to remember your customer in their eyes, they're the star. And their story, they're the star, right? So he talks about how to structure your messaging where the customer is still the star and you're like Yoda. You know what I'm saying? Like the customer's Luke Skywalker. They're the star 
and you're just a helpful guy to help them accomplish whatever they want, whatever they need. Just a different way to look at marketing. And I really like it. It really resonates with me, but make it about them. $100 million offers, my man Alex Hormozzi. Hormozzi's my dog. I've known him before. He was super rich and famous. He was just rich. I mean, it was like years. It was like a few years ago, man. I'm on the phone with Hermosi New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. It was New Year's Day, actually. And this is like, this is years ago. And we were just talking about some shit. And he was like, so how much money you make last year? I said, man, we did about 1.5 million. I made, I made about 1.5 million. And Hermosi <laughs> said, yeah, I made 30 million last year. He didn't say it as arrogant as I said it. He said it actually really calm. I can't say that sentence in a calm way, right? He made 30 million. I was like, God, God damn, Hermosi. Alexander Hermosi, how'd you do it? You know, and then, <laughs> so I've known him for mad long. And then I think the following year, he did well over 100. Then he sold his business for nine figures and then he wrote this book. <laughs> I think you should read it. I don't really have to talk. Ah! Oh, hey, hey. Alex hey, thanks, babe. You should read the book. You know what I'm saying? He's making mad money. He shitted on me when I said I made a million and a half dollars a few years back. I'm thinking I did good. He tells me straight to my face I made 30 million, bitch. That's not what he said, but that's what I heard. That's how I felt. <laughs> so Alex is a G. Shout out to him. Read Alex's book, man. Stop, don't, don't play yourself. All right, yo, Crush It. Crush It by Gary V. It's weird what I'm about to say. I don't know if you should read this book now, but for me, it was life changing. Because, okay, because remember, I'm struggling. I'm working multiple jobs. I'm over here. I told you I read four hour work week. And I was like, okay, how do I start this business? How do I figure this out? And I, and I had some ideas and I, I started the business, meaning I, I the product, right? Every business is two business. There's the, the actual product or service you're, you're delivering. And then there's the, the sales or marketing of that product service. If either one of them fuck up, you're going to fail. From four hour work week, I, I was able to kind of get the products in motion and get stuff going. He gave me an idea. But Tim said to use Google ads to market your product. And I was kind of broke at the time. I spent pretty much all my money, you know, getting things together. And then I read Crush It by Gary Vee. And he said, listen, social media is what is the way to go. All right. This is pre Instagram. Instagram did not exist. It was just Facebook and YouTube. And I think people, some people were still on MySpace. And there might have been some other weird social medias that aren't around anymore, right? Maybe Twitter was just starting. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll do this. So all right, right, I read this book. No bullshit. I read this book. And then I go on eBay and I buy a video camera for like $50. It was HD. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll start a YouTube page. You know what I'm saying? Like fucking 12 years later. You watching me live talking about books. I went on social media because of Gary Vee, because of this book. Now, I don't know if anything that's said in that version of the book is viable now. I'm going to be honest with you. This is fucking 2009. I read it like the iPhone had been out for a year. Right. <laughs> Everything is different now. For me, it was life changing. I don't know if you should read it now. Pitch anything must read. This is a kind of a sales book, but this is about creating presentations that sell. There's a difference, right? There's different kind of sales. There's one-to-one -one sales. Then there's one-to-many sales, meaning you're trying to sell a group of people. Like sometimes when you guys see me on stages or I have events, a lot of times I'm selling from the stage. The way you sell to a whole group of people is kind of way different than the way you sell to one person. 
lot of stuff in here you can use in your one-on-one sales and in your negotiation. This book casts a more wide net. I read this book multiple times a year. Trading in the Zone. This book is about trading. Because you know I'll be trading out here getting money. It's going in life changing because if you read this book, even if you never trade, you just substitute the word trading for life. It's like one of the best self-help or personal development books. What the principles he's laying down in, in this book can be applied to anything. When I first got it, I thought he was going to be showing me charts, graphs. Oh, use the RSI and the MACD when you get a conversion diversion. No, nah, it was none of that shit. It was none of that shit. It was more about the principles, how to think about trading and taking bets and taking risks. That's really what it's about, taking risks. And you got to remember, man, you place a bet every day, right? You, you hop in a car on the road, you placing a bet that, you know, you're going to make it to your destination safely, right? You're, you're placing bets, right? You know, that's your whole life. And that's what this book is about. I don't know. It, this is a really fucking solid book. Breakthrough Advertising. Fun fact, this book costs $400. Click the link in Amazon, you'll see. This book costs $400. And it seems like every year it costs more. <sighs> Am I going to call it a must read? When it came out, I'm sure everybody who read it put it here. Like my men one of my mentors, Matt Gallant, he has a eight-figure business, uh, bio-optimizers. They out here crushing it. And this is his favorite book. Matt, I learned most of my fucking marketing and business shit, well, a lot of it, from Matt. Matt learned it from this book. Okay, we're going to put it here because of Matt. No, no, no. It's not life-changing. It's must-read. Breakthrough advertising. It's expensive, so maybe you don't read it first. And it's dense. It's actually difficult to understand. You know, look on Amazon. See how much it costs, right? I should walk. <laughs> this, this, this is like a hard flex. Walking around with a $400 book. Um, it reads like a textbook. It's a, it's a difficult read, even for me. And I'm smarter than you. 80-20 sales and marketing. So we had the 80-20 rule, but this book is different. This is a must-read for entrepreneurs. Like this one, you can, you can skip this one. It's only okay. This one by Perry Marshall? Yeah, you better read that. A lot of my business and life philosophies are ripped straight out the pages of this book, right? If you know that you make, I'm going to use simple math, $100 an hour when you're working, but it costs you $50 to pay someone to buy you dinner. I mean, to bring you dinner like Uber Eats. Hey, asshole, if you cook your own food, you didn't save $50, right? You lost $50 because it would have been a net positive of $50. If you would have went to Uber and you would have worked during that time instead of preparing your food and buying groceries and shit. I mean, it's going to be way more than that if you account for groceries, travel, whatever. The, the, the things you don't want and aren't income generating, pay, pay someone else to do it. Right now you get your time back. If you love life, don't waste time because time is what life is made of. That was just one chapter of this fantastic book, 80-20 Sales and Marketing, <laughs> you know, but a lot of my life is written out of this. We got Dan Kennedy's The Ultimate Sales Letter, must read. Basically, if you had to read one book on copywriting, writing copy, writing things that are persuasive to sell, that's the book you read. If you had to read one. If you have to read one book on sales, you're going to read The One Minute Salesperson. Uh, I was doing an internship for Abbott Laboratories, Fortune 500 Company and based out of Chicago, and they recruited me to be a salesperson for them, you know, um, well, work with their sales team after my freshman year of college. So I was 18, and I was uh, working with their salespeople riding around, you know, and the sales manager there, he was like, all right, Brandon, this is the only book you need to read on sales. Now, if I wanted to be upper middle class like him, yeah, no, but <laughs> it was a great foundation. It was a great foundation, right? This book right there, the one-minute salesperson. The Art of Full Engagement. 
So my mentor, Matt Gallant, he would put this maybe here, but I'm going to put it here. So it's basically about how to avoid burnout as an entrepreneur. Burnout's never been my problem. So I'm going to say it's a good book. But if you ever feel like you're burned out or overworked, I mean, then you, you'll, you'll get more out of it than I am. Courage by Osho. No, some of y'all's pussy scared. Scared than a motherfucker. Read this book. Courage by Osho. I went over it on a book of the week, but this book is really solid about how to think about fear and your relationship with it a lot better. Ray Dalio. We got, yo, it's life changing. Principles by Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio became one of the richest men of all time that runs the number one hedge fund ever. And um, he kind of wrote down the principles he used to get there. And what I like about this book is kind of the opposite of four hour work week where the four hour work week has some good principles but it has so many tactics that are now outdated principles is going to age forever because he only talked about principles it's the difference between principles and tactics tactics change principles stay the same right and he talked about his principles and how you could lay down your principles to build a better life and way more money and from one of the richest men who ever lived i cannot recommend that book enough one of my favorite books I'm gonna I'm go ahead and put this at the top relentless by Tim Grover yeah I got a tattooed on me I got a tattooed on me because I am a crazy person but that book also really resonated with me you know up until I read that book I thought there was something wrong with me you ever been like hustling real hard or trying to make shit happen and people around you will say shit to you like, oh man, you work too hard. You need to take it easy. You need to chill, enjoy life. And a lot of times you'll hear it so much that you'll be like, yo, is something wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? Like what's what's going on? Like why, why am I, maybe I'm fucked up. And I was starting to think that till I read Relentless. Tim Grover was the trainer for Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. I, I could stop there, but we'll go D-Wade <laughs> and a number of other super successful athletes. And he didn't talk about how they trained in this book. He talked about the mindset of a champion, right? The mindset it takes to be the best in the world at something or the best at all time at something. What I thought was a flaw, I realized was actually an advantage after reading this book. He's telling you what is really required to accomplish extreme success. Extreme success. That is the tier list of the 50 greatest books that I've read, right? None of them are bad books. I'm just putting them in order. You know, you can come to your own conclusions. Uh, that took a little longer than I thought. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, thank you for listening to this all the way to the end. And in case you're looking for more free content and more free stuff that'll help you make money, build your muscle and your mindset, join our free Victory Unit Discord channel. It's 100% free. And I have free courses in there that you can download right now, today, 100% free. And we're putting new courses in there all the time. We're in there answering your questions. There's a group of people who are super serious about obtaining elite level success. And if that's you, go ahead and join the Discord. But don't join, you know, if you want to be average or mediocre. That's not the place for you. You won't find anything for you there right if you want to be a regular guy who does regular shit until you die that's cool i'm sure you got redeeming qualities the victory unit discord you won't find a lot of value for you now if you're a guy who's hell bent on success and will not allow anything to stop him from accomplishing his goals you fucking need to join the victory unit discord you need to stop whatever you're doing whatever it is it's not more important than joining the victory unit discord right now i don't care if you're holding a baby you know what I'm saying? If you're at work, put the baby down, 
walk out of that meeting join the victory unit discord right now right it's the most important thing you'll do if you're serious about success in the case you're into video podcasts you can find and watch this episode on my youtube channel as well all right i'll let y'all peace